Welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Lara Park Lincoln, and she played Final Girl, Tina Shepard, in Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood, and she will be reprising the role of Tina in Roseblood, a Friday the 13th fan film, and she'll also be playing herself in the upcoming movie, 13 Fanboy. Hey, Lara, how are you doing? Hey, Slasher dude. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited. We were talking a little bit before we started recording, and I said this is the first movie that I've actually watched uh, in out of any horror movie, and it was the first one I watched, and it made me become a horror fan. Six years old, and I remember you yelling at me for it, so uh, I, I'll consider that an, an honor. <laughs> I just couldn't believe you were six years old and your yep. mother let you watch a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Now she hates horror movies. Look what it turned you into. <laughs> exactly. And now she hates horror movies and I am obsessed with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yes, it is. So the first question I got for you is how did you get your start into acting? I got started, I think, the way most actors do. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure some of us do. I decided in third grade I was going to be an actress. And that literally was my path from then on. It, it didn't veer into anything else. So I was, I'm an army brat. My dad was army. Nice. So we, I was, I was saying to someone the other day, there aren't many acting opportunities on an army base, military mm-hmm. base. So <laughs> I, I started modeling actually, and I modeled for eight years before I was able to make a move to LA, which at that time you had to be in LA, you know, to yeah. act. And I, I just kept training and studying and, and kept working on it until I finally got out there and was able to get really started. That's awesome. So we know that you were in Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood, you were the final girl, Tina. Um, so what was your audition like for that, uh, for that film? It, it started out really as just a regular old run of the mill Los Angeles audition. Mm-hmm. You know, you wake up and you just hit the auditions all day long. <laughs> and um, the casting director was Anthony Barneo and John Beekler was actually in the first casting session yeah. with me. And I went in and it was a very small room. It was tiny, which was complicated because they had me screaming and running and looking at all of these things. (laughs) Generally, they're going to pull out the most dramatic scene for you to do in an audition. And I just uh, got all the way through it. And it was called Birthday Bash um, to hide the name from fans and (laughs) people. And so I didn't think anything of it really until I got the second I guess a call back somewhere in there and, and someone said, you know, this is Friday the 13th. And I w- I'm a Friday 13th fan. Right. So I didn't, I didn't read the whole script. You don't usually read the whole script when you go in for the first audition. Not, mm, you don't right. always have the time to. Right. So I hadn't completely figured that out, but I sure figured it out by the time I got the call back and it was here. <laughs> That's awesome. And and this is, uh, you know, the seventh movie in. So it's not like, you know, it's the second or third film that you kind of have a suspicion, but you don't really know because it's not a franchise yet. Like this is seven movies in. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, exactly. And the way it was written, you know, you had to have kind, you had to have known the first ones to really be figuring it out. But, you know, heck, drive ins and packing your your snacks and going to the drive in and watching yeah. Friday one and two. 
best dates ever. So absolutely figuring it out. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, obviously um, for, uh, Roseblood is going to be coming out. Uh, it's a Friday the 13th fan film that is, has you involved. Uh, you're reprising the role of Tina. And of course, uh, Terry Kaiser is going to be reprising the role of Dr. Cruz. So uh, for those unfamiliar about what Roseblood is, can you give us a little insight on what this film is about? Yes. I, I tell you, it was uh, an actor's dream come true because <laughs> I was bringing Tina back 30 years later. Yeah. So um, I had always, I had always wanted to finish up her storyline and the scripts that came along weren't exactly that. And then Peter Anthony, our director and writer Mm -hmm. uh, pitched me that one. One day I was just in my kitchen and I actually got a phone call that I answered instead of letting it go to a message. And it was Peter. And we started talking about it. And anyway, um, it takes place. It takes place right after Tina's hauled away in that ambulance. It takes place about a year after that. So they cast a, a wonderful young actress to play Tina at those years. And then I play Tina at this age, 30 years later. Nice. And, you know, you have to kind of do some thinking to figure out where she's been all this time. Nice. So that was really cool. We shot it in Seattle. And what a great crew. I mean, it was done as well as if not better than any big budget film. That's awesome. That's how good this production company was. That's awesome. And I'm really excited to see this. And I know you probably can't say anything about this. I I didn't really make it as a question, but I'm really curious. How is Dr. Cruz involved? How does that happen? Well, it's hard to say because, you know, we also have my love interest, Kevin, jumping in. Okay. Right. I don't know if you've seen those trailers, but they're pretty cool. I did. Yep. Yes. Yep. So, you know, I was just, um, I was just talking with Peter about it when we were getting started. And I said, you know, I could give Terry Kaiser a call and Kevin, and he's like, let me get to work. And he came up with a really good, good way to, to, to bring them back. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Amazing. Yes, he really is. And he had so many funny stories about those, uh, about the alligators or the crocodiles and the the rattlesnakes and the wranglers and everything going on. on The alligator wranglers in in Alabama were, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I think the man was about 80 years old. He could hardly move. And he was standing by me all the time. I'm like, what, what is your job? He's got this long look of, I'm the alligator wrangler. And it's pitch black and said the alligator wrangler, like thinking is that some 3D fake thing that's gonna come up through the woods? And I'm like, no, they're there, alligators. He couldn't <laughs> have got one anyway if there had been one right there. He was so slow. I know. I remember Terry Kaiser saying that. He said he was so slow and he was like, I think he said he was older or something too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, it was crazy and we were in the middle we shot the ex- exteriors in alabama and a few interiors there nice. and we were in the middle of woods black as night you couldn't Oof. see anything and when they turn off the big um portable mm-hmm. license they brought in i mean it was dark you can't see your hand dark so kind nice. of yeah that is kind of crazy especially making a horror movie you know and then you have real creatures out there that can you know do some real more damage than jason could probably do <laughs> that aren't in the script that aren't in the script (laughs) no it's like wait i don't have an alligator claws (laughs) (laughs) so um so uh, um i guess what was it like uh, reprising your role with uh terry kaiser because was the chemistry still there and how was it working with him all these years later even more fun that's even more fun than it ever was 
um, we were just, you know, I mean, there was no way for Dr. Cruz to come back in a sequel. It, you know, it wasn't a soap opera. It was a right. Friday film. Right. Um, so, you know, Peter does an amazing job. I think that that everyone will really like it. And and Terry and I really had fun working on our roles. Okay. When you see where where Tina has ended up. I mean, do you have any ideas, Scotty? Where should, where would she, would she have gone? I would uh, think that uh, he would have, uh, he was evil. So I would think he probably put some type of note that uh, made her go back to some type of mental institution. Quite possible. Or maybe know. like some type of security facility or something that, uh, you know, like she's being monitored and surveillance and studied or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, if you've seen the, the picture and, and the poster, you know, that, that yep. chick's had some hard years. Yes. Yes. And I know Peter, uh, the director, I believe he plays uh, like some type of like, I guess, colonel or army guy or something like that. Like yeah. a military guy. And yep. it was fun working with uh, getting ready for it because I was like, Peter, I, I need, I need Tina to look like she's been through some stuff. She's, you yeah. know, she's not a glamour girl walking, you know, right. through the woods. Um, right. Her mom has and, been killed. She killed her dad as a child. So, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously she has this trauma that's there, you know, and exactly. then trauma and it, it yeah. was never her thing to be like a, you know, a glamour prissy right. kind of character. So I wanted to be sure we stayed in that vein and we did. Right. And, uh, and I'm really happy with it. Right. And I, do, I do have a question for you that I that I've been curious about myself and a lot of people have been asking about um, about like in comments on some of my videos and I was wondering uh, Susan Jennifer Sullivan who played Melissa mm -hmm. I heard reports that she has passed away but I also heard yes. reports that she is actually still alive do you mm -hmm. know what the truth is um, as far as I know she passed away quite okay. a few years ago that's what I that's what I heard on the Crystal Lake Memories docu mm -hmm. documentary myself. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I know that I figured you would kind of have the insight on that because I know a lot of people have been asking that. Well, you know, I, I, I didn't know her family. So, right. you know, I, I wasn't in, in contact with her afterwards. We all mm -hmm. kind of go on to other projects and whatnot. Right. So yeah. um, I don't I don't have any other information that I other than I do believe that she passed away okay. years ago. And, right. you know, people are always going to come up with something. Yeah. Um, all those conspiracy theories and all that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. so. So for obvious, for the, those fans of yours and of the Friday the 13th Part 7 film, um, what are some differences and similarities between Roseblood and Part 7 of Friday the 13th? And what are some similarities and differences of your characters from both films? Oh, that's, that's very interesting. Um, I loved that, you know, we didn't have any kind of censorship or studio controlling the making of Roseblood, which was really nice there was no yeah. one running around saying what you could or couldn't do right. um and 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 that was wonderful because peter was very open to ideas and we were all just able to to play and and bring characteristics to life hopefully of, of the characters i i think it's the same tina i i think she's just had so much trauma to to seeing her now 30 years later that we're that when you're seeing what she's dealing with you know we're not quite sure if it's if it's um part of her stress that's mm -hmm. that's making things happen or if she's really moving things again with her mind if she's more control right. of her powers at this point in her life or still a little surprised that she has them mm -hmm. i think i think we stayed really true to the fact okay. that tina tina chased the monsters she didn't run from jason she chased nope. it 
Yeah. And uh, she didn't back down and she didn't think twice about anything. She just went after yeah. what she thought was right. Yeah. And I think we, we stayed true to her having that same energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope so. Yeah. And, and the thing is with, uh, with all the final girls in Friday the 13th, you have, they eventually get the killer in the end, even, even though he comes back, they get him in the end, but they all were running from him before they got the final blow. Tina didn't run. She fought back. She fought back. She was a different final girl. It was so fun with pain, you know, listening yeah. and turning his head like, what the heck is this, right? Yep. <laughs> like, what's, yep. what's this chick doing? Yep. But but it's true, uh, and which is why I didn't do part eight, right. um, because I couldn't get a whole final script on it. It obviously wasn't the part eight came out that mm-hmm. became a different story. But I also, even at that young age, I didn't want Tina to be killed. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't want them to bring back a final girl and kill her in the first few pages. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna wait this out. And yeah, we saw that before, and we've seen that how that kind of ended with fans. Like fans didn't like that Alice was brought back and got killed for obvious reasons. We get why Adrian King came back and died soon because of her personal life, but mm-hmm. nobody wants to see a final girl that went through all this trauma and killed the killer, and then ends up getting killed literally in the beginning of the movie. No, no, that's not fun. So yeah. <laughs> that was that was my thinking then, being a yeah. Friday fan, and yeah. like, absolutely, see what happens. So can you imagine how cool it is to get to to uh, add some more to her story? It doesn't end it, but it adds more to her story. I'm so really excited later. about this. I'm really excited to see this. Um, so obviously, you're going to be in Thirteen Fanboy. You're going to be portraying yourself. Um, so. I know a good friend of mine, friend of the 13th alumni, Debbie Sue Voorhees. I, I became really close with her and uh, she actually helped me with my production company uh, and get me started with some advice and that, which is very exciting. Nice. So um, I have to director. She what really is. is. She's an amazing person. Amazing. I heard so many good things about her. Um, and I heard so many good things about 13 fanboy. And I can't wait for this to come out. Um, I can't either. For those that don't know what this movie is about, can you let them know uh, kind of what a brief synopsis of what to expect from this film and what can we expect from you in the movie? The, the film is about a fan that goes after we're playing uh, fictionalized versions of ourselves. So, you know, it's not, it's not really us. It's us right. and a, a little bit of a exaggerated Mm-hmm. Uh, fictional world but we're still playing versions of ourselves and so um the reason i liked it is because it's a fan it's about a fan who becomes a stalker yeah. and it's as if the tables the tables are turned on him in a way that's um that's smart and mm-hmm. it's very um no i don't know what the word is i'm looking for it's it's just it's just a smart mm-hmm. and that's not the right word scotty I, i'm not thinking of the right word right now but um, I ended. I had a fan, a, a fan stalker for over okay. six years. Oh wow! That uh, followed me from house to house, which had several homes, and it was it was a six years ridiculous nightmare. And you, I, that's crazy. I get law enforcement to really jump on um, the yeah. helping bandwagon often, and he ultimately shot at me in my own house um, a few years ago and missed. Thank goodness. Wow! And so. My, I enjoyed the idea of doing, doing the bringing her back and um, being able to stand kind of uh, stand up and fight against this stalker. But what I really liked about Deborah is she, because she's an actress herself and mm-hmm. 
She's just a very sensitive soul. Yeah. She she let me do a few things with the character I really like. She let me kind of let her that character lose her mind with with all of the trauma. And I don't know. I liked the storyline. I liked all of the actors yeah. getting to play in it. Awesome. Yeah, and she brings back so many alumni from the Friday franchise, you know, so and many. even some without that weren't involved, like Dee Wallace and, you know, right. Haley Greenbauer is going to be in there. And then, of course, we right. have right. you coming into it and Keen Hodder, Corey Feldman, right. and, you know, all yeah. Ron Sloan and like all these people are coming into it. And it's like so exciting. And I'm really excited for this movie to come out. She's done a great job. Have you gotten yeah. to see preview any of it at all? Um, I don't think so. I know. I don't know. if the, Was the trailer released yet? No, I don't think it was because I, I think I would have I would have seen that. Um, yeah, no, um, I, I, I got to see a, a little bit of the the work print of some of my okay. things and I was really happy with it. Oh, the nice. Work was really nice. The whole nice. it just looks looks really good. Yeah. Um, awesome. You know, even my assistant, Becca, who is also an actress and helps mm-hmm. here in the acting studio and whatnot. She was even able to get a role playing my assistant in the nice. film. So that was a lot of fun. She's also crew. So she was working crew nice. on the film. We shot in New Mexico. That's awesome. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Gorgeous. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see this. I told, I was uh, texting uh, Debbie Sue and I told De- Deborah and I told her, I said, uh, can you uh, please, please get this in a theater in Maryland? She goes, Scotty for you. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I think she has 10 theaters at this point. I think she does. I know she said she has quite a few under her belt. Um, I don't think she really released any areas yet um, that I'm aware of, except for like the main cities, maybe. If yeah, anything. LA, you know, yeah, it'll, LA, yeah. I know it'll come out uh, around the 22nd. October. 22nd, yep. yep. Roseblood will, uh, will air first on YouTube on November yeah. 29th. Nice, nice. Yep. And um, yeah, so that that's, that's really cool. I yeah. can't wait. Absolutely. So I have uh, two more questions for you. Uh, the first one is, how were some of the telekinetic scenes that you uh, performed, such as the nails, the gasoline with the fire and the uh, television being thrown? Like, how were they filmed in part seven? It was very much actually done while we were there. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have the digital stuff right. that, I mean, that was just wasn't really being used. Right. So the television being thrown tried a lot of different ways and then finally king just got frustrated with it it was on you know wires or something i don't know and he came and just threw it in front of my face so <laughs> that, that ended up being that one nice. um, i don't remember how they got the nails to shoot out i remember uh the the basement area we shot in was very small and the fire was very dramatic and very yeah. close to me and um the the magnet under the desk was was someone literally uh, you know under the desk move, moving right. the magnet moving nice. the what was it, the matchbook right that's awesome yeah so those were really fun they were fun to do um uh the the stunt work was all done right there nice yeah i got to fall through the the scene from the second floor into the basement king set it up so i got to do that little fall that was not that nice. far but it made me feel very important <laughs> So how did the house, when the house blew up, how did that feel? I wasn't there when the actual house blew up. Okay. I was at the hotel. Oh, were you? Yeah. I don't think that, that I was allowed to be there. Okay. They, they used a stunt woman standing right in front of it. Okay. Uh, but she was actually, she was an awesome stunt woman. She did most of, most of, I think she did a lot of, I mean, a lot of the stunts on that show, but when it exploded, I mean, everyone of course was talking about it because it just splintered into a million pieces, but I didn't get to actually see it blow up. 
Nice. Yeah. They built that house just to basically blow it up, which is, which is amazing. Too. Blow it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was, awesome. um, let's see, that was the house. That wasn't the house Tina was from. That was the house. All the party guests were yes. in, right? Yes, yeah. So, yeah. That was a separate structure. And I think it yeah. was just built to blow up. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Now, and it's a shame with the special effects too, because the special effects, like it, they, they were really good and they got watered down by the MPAA. Like, what do you have to say about any of that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, I know that John was really, really frustrated with it. I didn't see all the special effects that were used because Tina wasn't really around them when they were happening. Mm-hmm. I went in later and shot pickup scenes not in alabama and la looking at more bodies and running in the woods and those kinds Mm -hmm. of things so they were kind of done when when i got there so there were a lot of them i didn't actually get to see so i don't have a firsthand knowledge of what they actually looked like Mm -hmm. but it did seem like we were getting picked on for the time period and other things Mm -hmm. that were going on yeah And that, that's really a shame because I've seen like the the very candid footages of them and and it would have been a lot like if they if that was kept in it would have made them so much more effective. It would have been very scary. Yes. So the last question I got for you is um, obviously you mentioned it, um, but if you can just do a rehash of the dates and locations that Roseblood and Thirteen Fanboy can be you know be seen by anybody that wants to see it, as well as any projects uh, that you got going on that you want to plug and websites, social medias, and all that stuff. Sure, you bet. Um, yeah. So we have we have uh, Thirteen Fanboy on October twenty second. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I talked to Dee about it last weekend and, and she was happy with it. So That's thumbs awesome. up from Dee means a lot. Yes. And let's see. Uh, Rose Blood will be November 29th on YouTube on Peter Anthony's production channel. It will okay. start there. Awesome. And then I, I also did a film. I have three films out this year, which yes. for an actress is like That's awesome. Christmas every day. I have... Um, <laughs> It is, right? I have Autumn Road, uh, which I shot in a little town here north of Dallas called Ditton, a little college town. And I really wanted to play it. It it was picked up by Gravitas. So Mm -hmm. um, I guess if, you know, you go over, but Scotty, you do, you just go look on there and see if Gravitas has a a date for that. I saw it at the party um, uh, showing a few weeks ago. And it's a very psychological type of interesting film. Mm -hmm. And I got to play a woman who was very very different than anything mm-hmm. I've ever played. She was very bitter awesome. and very uh, angry that a child had been murdered, and she just pretends it didn't happen. So she's mm-hmm. very. It didn't look like me. It didn't sound like me. Right. None of my expressions. So that was a just an actor's challenge for me. Nice. And then I have um, I have one coming out in March of twenty two, okay. and it's called Ghost Party, but it's not a horror film. It's a um, it's about a family of ghosts. Okay. who come back for a family reunion. It's a family film. Ooh. And uh, the family reunion happens with a few live members of the family also. Right. And I play a ghost from the early 1900s with tall right. blue hair. And I'm, I'm just like Miss Manners. So is this like an an- animation type of film? It's not animation. It's okay. kind of like, you know what the Disney haunted house looks like? Yes. You go to that. Yes. It's got that same feeling inside. And there's only right. six of us, uh, act, only six of us in the film and we're on the entire time. So it's like a play okay. that's a film. I need and to <laughs> uh, I had a lot of fun doing green screen. You know, I'd never awesome. been able to do green screen and like hop over cracks in the 
the land. So that was fun to shoot. And the character moves things around with her hand and pours (laughs) the tea and does all of this with her magic. So that was a ton of fun. So that was also, that was shot here in Dallas. Awesome. That's awesome. Been busy. Um, I have the acting studio, Actors Audition Studios. So you can go to that.com or of course, Instagram, Laura Park Lincoln. And I'd love to visit with with y'all. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for joining me. I'm so glad we got to make this happen. Me too. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Not a problem. The honor and pleasure is mine. My pleasure. All right. You have a great rest of your night. All right. Bye. Bye.